Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks a tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Welcome into another One Podcast. This is team reporter Danny Rogers. I am joined by the one and only Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com writer, the wisest man in uh, in the state of Michigan. I was going to say the world, but I won't put so much pressure on you, Mike. Very, very wise man in the state of Michigan. Knows everything. Best nuggets ever. He's going to help us break down week 15. Arizona Cardinals are coming to town. Cliff Kingsbury squad is... Red hot despite a loss on Monday Night Football to Los Angeles. However, they're 7-0 on the road, so they're looking for that eighth straight win on the road. So this will be a good one. Uh, Mike is here to break it all down. But, Mike, let's throw it back to first let's catch everyone up. Denver, week 14. Not a a pretty one in particular for the Detroit Lions. Um, They fall 38-10 on the road at Empower Field at Mile High Stadium. So, Mike, what are you, I mean, we have to touch on the depleted secondary. Uh, now it's, it's kind of a depleted team with injuries on both sides of the ball. But what was your biggest takeaway from week 14 at Denver? Well, I was thinking of an old Bob Seeger song, Get Out of Denver, and you probably mm-hmm. couldn't wait to do that fast enough. But you know, I just thought it was a little disappointing. It's not, I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't unpredictable because they, they really spent a lot of energy and emotion beating the Vikings the year, the week before, I almost said the year before, but, and it seems like a year before, but I just, I was just overall a little bit disappointed. I, you know, I, I wrote this and I thought this, that this would be a time for, for Jared Goff who led that, you know, 14 play uh, drive to, to the winning score previous week against the Vikings. This would be a time to back it up, you know, and, and really just come out with a, with a big game guns blaze and look, you might lose things like that happen, but I didn't see that. Now there are reasons for it. He's not out there by himself. You know, there's a big interception. There was a, a really costly fumble when it looked like they were going to, you know, get a first down there and then maybe drive for at least a field goal. But I just, just overall, especially in the second half, when things really got away from them, it, it was just disappointing. But like I said, not unpredictable. I agree. It, it was disappointing. And even though this team, that going into Denver, that is when the COVID-19 uh, cases on the Detroit Lions and yes. fight. They had went into intensive protocols that Saturday, the day before the game, um, because at that point there were six cases as of Saturday that were that were COVID nineteen cases. So now there um, have been three additional ones to those six cases. So I believe the cases are up to nine um, of COVID nineteen. So it could be worse. Um, there are other teams in the league with twenty five players on their COVID nineteen list. So that is certainly playing a factor now going forward for which teams can have the most players available. And the secondary <laughs> at Denver had four players out. And then Jerry Jacobs, oh my Lanta, Jerry Jacobs, undrafted rookie who steps in there, next man up, he suffers an ACL injury. So Jerry Jacobs is done for the rest of the season. Mike, how much of an impact is not having Jerry Jacobs there in the secondary now? Well, that's a good. They're not just losing just anybody. That's a, that's a really good ball player there. That's a, a fine. That's a gem that the Detroit Lions got there. And and 
remember it was maybe the week before that or two weeks before that, uh, one of our pressers with, uh, with Dan Campbell, and maybe we talked about this last week, uh, Danny, but they were talking about how you know some of the guys at positions there get moved around a little bit. And somebody mentioned Jerry Jacobs and he said, Jerry Jacobs isn't going anywhere. When he's out, do you know what that means to me? Starting outside cornerback, that's what it means. And, and he didn't say it, but he meant it. And it was, it was loud and clear. And also, look, this kid has really gone through a lot in his, his career and his life. He lost his mother when he was 11 years old, I believe it was. And I don't know if you saw what he put on Twitter Sunday night, was it? Mama, if you ever you know, take care of your boy, something like that, now's the time. And then he finished it with three broken hearts. I mean, I just got all chilled when I read that. You know, I'm not a real Twitter follower. I just happened to, happened to see it. I just, it kind of got to me because I think all of us who've had a chance to talk to Jerry and you know, really basically, basically mass interviews. He's the real thing as a person and as a player. It really is. Yeah, it, it's heartbreaking to see that all happen. And as soon as you saw the replay um, of that play on Jerry, you knew it was serious. So we had just been waiting for Coach Campbell to confirm it. Coach Campbell this week also confirms a very, very big hit to this Detroit Lions receiving core. Tight end TJ Hawkinson yeah. had underwent hand surgery from an injury he suffered back in week 13 against Minnesota. And when we talked to him in week 14 leading up to Denver, he said he was going to play and that his hand was fine. And he didn't actually know when he had injured it in the Minnesota game. So as of Friday, two days before Arizona Cardinals come to town, Dan Campbell confirms tight end TJ Hawkinson is now done for the season. He had surgery on his hand after getting a second medical opinion. So he's done for this season. And I mean, Mike, this receiving core was just starting to come alive. Um, however, they didn't have, have TJ at Denver, 215 yards to the receivers. He had about seven receivers in the lineup who had, who had touches. So, um, but what impact does not having TJ there um, now have on the Detroit Lions offense? Well, he's, he's a terrific player. He really is. And we can debate whether he's a you know, future Hall of Famer and all that other stuff that comes with being a high draft pick. But he's a really good football player and he's, he's, he's trustworthy. He's reliable. You know, and Danny, when you go back to just, you know, and it's not just him, but I was thinking about this the other day. You go back to opening day and they lose their number one receiver, Tyrell Williams, played about 30 snaps, done for the year. You go back, uh, was it five more, four more games to, 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 to uh, Chicago? And you lose your Pro Bowl All-Pro center and Frank Ragnow. You lose your leading pass rusher, Sacker, from last year, Romeo Okora. Don't forget our guy, Jeff Okuda, week one. I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot that. The fact yeah. was the first half. Yes. Third draft and third overall was starting to come around, and he's gone, gone for the year. I know. It's just, and we can go on, on and on and on. And a lot of teams have injuries. Of course they do. I don't know anybody who's gotten hit any harder than the Detroit Lions, really, based on – the importance of those players to their roster. They weren't just guys. These were guys who were going to be their, their show dogs. They're, they're, they're premier players. Yeah. And, and I mean, well, there's ten, there have been 10 Lions players on the IR list this season. Granted, uh, Taylor Decker has come off that list. Um, so that means there were actually 11 at one point. And Decker- just eight games, half a season. Yeah, it, it's it's just insanity. So, and, and we asked defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn this week, if he's seen anything like the injuries that this team has had. And he said, no. So it, it, it is, it is kind of crazy. What's, what's going, what's happening in the season in terms of injury. And then you have COVID-19 on top of that, because we are still out, not out of the woods in that aspect, but there were some, there were some bright stars against Denver. 
first off, uh, Josh Woods, who some people might not have known, it was on the team until maybe Minnesota week 13 when he had racked up a bunch of tackles and then going up against Denver, 13 tackles. He had two tackles for loss, a quarterback hit. Um, I mean, Josh Woods was also given the green dot. So he was making the defensive calls because linebacker Alex Anzalone went out very shortly after Jerry Jacobs did in that uh, first quarter against Denver. So he saw Josh Woods step up on the defensive end. And then on the offensive end, you saw running back Craig Reynolds, who the coaching staff has dubbed Netflix because he was watching Netflix before he was picked up by the Lions in the preseason. He stepped up, had 83 yards, and he was PFF's top-rated running back in week 14. So you saw you saw some bright spots from, from young guys who were starting to come in and be those next man up uh, fillers. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, uh, Craig Reynolds because it's it's something I've been kind of following a little bit, you know. And, and you look at the last five games, and the Detroit Lions have run the ball with whoever they've had, whether it's DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams or say, am I getting this name right, Craig Reynolds? World famous Craig Reynolds. World famous, yes. Okay, yeah, world famous. And and you know what that tells me, Danny, and maybe I'm wrong about this and putting too much into it, but it, I, I really think that what they've done in, in this season, this, this, is, this will be good for the Detroit Lions going forward, is they don't just have a running back who chews up yards. They have a running attack, and there's a difference. In other words, you have interchangeable players in there who can go out and get you yards. That means you've got a good scheme, that it means you've got – a good offensive line, which I, I think they do. I really do. And will they get Frank back and some of the depth they have at that position? They'll, they'll, they'll really be something. But I think that's been a, a, an important development. Now, now, look, it doesn't make them – they're still 111 and one or whatever it is. But, but I'm looking at what from 2022 and beyond what that means, and I think it means something, something good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Hank Fraley and, and Deuce Staley, buddies there who had played together in the NFL, now coaching the offensive line and running backs here for the Detroit Lions. The, the run game has been pretty consistent all year, 118 yards on the ground um, at Denver. You only had two rushers there, so it'll be important to get um, more touches on the ball in terms of running the ball. Um, receiving core had 215 yards. I mentioned that. So uh, the fumbles the fumbles were a big one in, in Denver. Uh one by Godwin Iguodeke, who's, who's really come on and has been able to be a next man up as well for this team and uh, has definitely stepped up on special teams. So you know he was hurting after that fumble, um, kind of changed the, the, mo- the momentum at Denver to open the second half. So um, some things they need to clean up, the details they're honing in on. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think that Coach Deuce Staley, running backs coach, still wants to take all the blame for that uh, Iguodeke Fumble. He's like, I, 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 that's me. That's uh, on me. I'm taking Nice it. try, Deuce. Nice try. And I appreciate that. I really we do. appreciate it. A phenomenal coach. Um, what, yeah, just a phenomenal coach. Uh, can't say, can't say more good things about Coach Daly, um, although I could. Okay. So let's move on to Arizona. This red hot NFC team is coming in. I mentioned they have not lost a game on the road. You have Kyler Murray there at at quarterback, you have James Conner, who has really stepped up in the rushing game, who has have who has over two thirds of their rushing touchdowns, fourteen of them on the season. It's it's just crazy stats. So when you look at this Arizona Cardinals team, Mike, uh, what is the first thing that your mind jumps to? Hey, they do this really really well. The Lions really need to take care of business in this area. They play offense with speed, and it starts with the quarterback Kyler Murray. I mean, look, I, w- I was watching him really carefully the other night against against the uh, 
against the Rams. And I thought to myself, look, he's he's better than those other guys who get more publicity than he does. I mean, is he better than Lamar Jackson? I think he is. The thing he can do, he can throw the ball. He can throw it on the run. He can drop back and throw. Now, look, he'll always have an issue because of his size. They listen at 5'10", he's probably 5'8 and a half, 5'9", whatever he is. He's, you know, there's, there's a real, there's a real issue there getting the ball off at times, but when he does, you know, look, I'll take those, those times when he might not be able to get it off for all the other times that he can, because you talk about a guy comes screaming around the corner, like he's rolling out and all of a sudden come to a dead stop and throw it 45 yards down the field, right on the money. And it's dictionary definition of unique. I'm not sure about that one of a kind, but there aren't many do what he does. And I think people forget about Kyler Murray's arm. They know he's a mobile yeah. quarterback, but this is the most that he has thrown in his career so far with Arizona Cardinals. Uh, people forget he was drafted in the MLB draft. Like this guy has an arm. It's not just mobile. No, absolutely. And I think when uh, you just watch him play and look, it looks to me like a guy who could go back and play baseball tomorrow if that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He has that kind of athletic ability. And I'm not saying that's not what he wants to do. Boy, I'll tell you what. I was a, if I was in the NFC West and had a play in twice a year, I'd say, kid, please play baseball, play anything, get out of football. You're killing us. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray selected by the Oakland A's. Um, just crazy stat. And he is listed as 5'10". So if you would like to take a, a measuring stick out there, Mike, and actually figure out how tall he is, I vote you to go do it for sure. I think I'll just stay where I am. Okay. okay. It, might right. not, it might not go over well, but I, I, he looks to me like he's about five, nine. He really does. But boy, yeah. he's built, he's strong, he's mm-hmm. agile. He can, he can, he can accelerate and play football. That's what yeah. he, what he really does good is play football. Mm-hmm. If you go look at these Arizona Cardinal stats, uh, there's a good chance that they are ranking almost near the top in almost every category. Something that has really stuck out to me and uh, I talked with head coach Jan Campbell about this is that the Cardinals are almost leading the league in turnover differentials. That means they're winning the turnover battle. Um, they're causing turnovers and they're not making a ton of mistakes. So how difficult is it to play against a team that is not turnover prone, but is, is turning the ball over um, and is really making other offenses uncomfortable? Well, when you're the Detroit Lions and you're playing a, an Arizona Cardinals team with, you know, with the assets they have, and they're probably at 90% full strength, and the Detroit Lions are at 50% full strength, and you need every advantage you can get. And one of the things, one of the biggest predictors in, in pro football is turnovers. It really is. And there's a percentage on, you know, plus one, plus two, plus three, and all that. And and it, it escalates, you know, it ex- escalates quickly, but mm-hmm. Trey Lions need they need more than turnovers to 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 beat the to even stay close with the Cardinals. I would think. Right. Um, yeah. No, this is going to be a tough one. It, it's just interesting to hear the Detroit Lions coaches throughout the week because they really can't say who the next man up is in a lot of situations because COVID nineteen um, is really affecting the depth on this team. So. It's tough for Aubrey Pleasant, who coaches the defensive backs, to say, hey, this guy is going to be the next man up, or we're going to put him in that uh, second spot in the secondary. He can't say that because he's not sure who's going to play. So with so much uncertainty, and Mike, you were here uh, last year in 2020. I was not in the NFL. How difficult is it just planning week to week when COVID-19 is now a big factor in the league? 
Well, the only thing that's made it a little bit easier, and it's not easy, don't get me wrong, is that they've expanded the practice squads and the veteran squad and all that. So you have players on hand. In other words, you're not calling some somebody who's been out of football for a year and a half and he's sitting on the couch, you know, watching whatever reruns and say, hey, could you look, if you just give us a couple of weeks, you don't see that. So you have guys who've been in your uh, in your system generally, like look how many kickers the Detroit Lions have gone through this year. And here's just one thing I'd like to bring up now is, you know, we were talking to uh, Amani Oruorie uh, late in the week and what it was like for him to go out there on the practice field with five cornerbacks missing and two safeties. That's seven players, guys that he's used to practicing with. And he said, it's weird. It's different. And it, and it is. And, you know, he said, I'm the veteran there, but the little things that you can just sort of count on the guys who played together, let's say like Will Harris and, and Tracy Walker, uh, just the little hand signals, just a look, a nod and all that, that doesn't exist with guys you haven't played with at all. And you're, you're trying to smarten them up as fast as you can. And you can do as much of it as you want, but you're always going to be behind. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I want to depress you here. Okay. I know. You, I can give you some good news here, right? something something positive. And oh, would you like to? Because I was just about to ask about running back DeAndre Swift. Well, in a second. But okay. in the last three years, the Lions have played the Cardinals three times, and they've won twice and tied once. I mean, Lions Unbeatable. Yeah. Cannot touch them. I know. Lions won this game. It's over. 26-23. to 23. Uh, yeah. This is a very different Cardinals team, though. And I think yes, it is. this is a very different Lions team. And the guy who kicked the winning field goal for the Lions last year, Matt Prater, is now picking for the Arizona Cardinals. They've stolen our kicker. Yeah, I mean, I think Matt Prater will say different. Subterfuge. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, a legend, a legend here in Detroit, Matt Prater, now with the Cardinals. So he'll get to come back to Detroit, of course. Um, that's probably going to be a, a big moment for him coming back um, to a place he spent some time at. Um, yeah, I, I want to touch on it, running back DeAndre Swift. We are sure, not sure yet if he will be ready to go by Sunday. It does not sound like it. And uh, that's another hit to the run game because we're not sure if Jamal Williams, who is on the COVID-19 list, will be back either. So there's still a lot of questions in that run game. Uh, Arizona Cardinals will be without their wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, um, which is a big miss for their pass game. Um, he is ruled out. He uh, might be done for the season. Uh, so you've got some holes, but are there enough holes in this Arizona Cardinals team for the Lions to capitalize in some area? Well, no, I really don't think so. I mean, to some degree, yes, but but look, they've still got, as you mentioned, James Conner with his 13, I'm sorry, 14 rushing touchdowns. And he's a down-the-field receiver, which you don't see an awful lot of that in running backs. A lot of guys, it's just, you know, screen passes and dump-offs. This guy can actually run routes and extend and, and catch balls, getting on. Was it Chase Edmonds is coming back? He's been out for a little bit. He's got more than 400 yards rushing, and he averages 5.7 yards per per carry. That's so they're gaining there. They're not losing there. Yeah, is 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 uh, is losing a Hopkins? Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna do something to them going forward. But I certainly don't think Sunday. I mean, look, they still got Chris Kirk. They've got uh, Rondale Moore. Is it Rondale Moore? Am I saying that? Yeah, Rondale Moore, who actually, in addition, I think he's got 42 catches or whatever it is. But he also, from time to time, he's in the backfield. He's run 17 times for seven for 71 yards. So they've got a lot of guys who are not just, I wouldn't call them necessarily interchangeable parts, but they're flexible. They can do a lot of things. And you've got a 
you've got to really account for them on every single snap. And when you're playing people with people, I'm sorry, with not used to playing together, it makes it all the more difficult because you just don't have that, you know, that just that, that, that kind of, it's, not, it's, it's just unspoken uh, connection with guys that you're used to playing with. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, these Lions still trying to play the spoiler role in terms of spoiling other teams' seasons. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to really spoil the Arizona Cardinals season. It's just how much can you make them uh, wait to clinch a playoff spot. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting uh, if the Lions can, can somewhat play that spoiler uh, role like usual. Okay, Mike, I want to get your bet MGM pick of the week. I yelled at you for your pick last week because that was idiotic. was going to jinx the Lions. Uh, I'm not going to jinx the Lions this week. I, I don't think I, so either. You know, sometimes the mountain is just too high to climb, and I think that's the case. I, I think I wrote that a week or so ago about something else, but 28-13, is that okay? Does that sound good to you? 28-13, Arizona. 28-13? Yes. I think, they'll, I think they'll win, win handily, but – I think they know they've got this game in hand and I just think they'll kind of just muddle through it and win. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're keeping Cardinals average just under 29 points a game. So you're saying they'll get to their average um, lions floating around their average as well. Um, yeah. This will be, this will be interesting. I'm going to keep that score in the back of my mind, Mike, and I'm going to come find you if you're wrong and yell at you. Uh, the odds of me being wrong are pretty high. I'm glad I'm, I thought you were going to take a whole different egotistical response to that. So I'm really happy that I get to do these podcasts with you every Friday. Like you just keep it humble. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Mike, so much for dropping some wisdom nuggets on us. Stay safe. We want everyone to be healthy. Um, a lot of us working from home nowadays, just to uh, make sure everyone's safe in the building. So uh, thanks so much to Michael Hara for joining me on the one podcast. Up next, you guys are going to get to hear from Craig Reynolds, the running back who we spoke so highly of here today, and uh, how it all came together for him Sunday against the, against the Broncos and being graded the top running back in Week 14 by PFF. Create a fun, unique, and unforgettable outing for a group of 10 or more at the next Lions home game. Visit DetroitLions.com backslash groups to purchase or contact us directly at 313-262-2222 to save on ticket prices, get priority locations, and receive a group giveaway item. Craig, last time we talked, you were coming off of a touchdown from the Lions preseason game. So it's been a minute, mm -hmm. but how have you grown from your time to jumping onto this roster, coming up into a big moment, and now here in week 15? Uh, just going out every day and just controlling what I can, um, keeping the same schedule as I normally do, uh, focusing on game plans and just working hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was on the practice squad, giving good looks, giving reps to the defense, uh, making sure they were ready for their games on Sunday. And, you know, just like I said, controlling what I can. Mm -hmm. You were able to go into Denver, 11 carries, 83 yards. You were involved in the pass game as well. And you just mentioned you've been on the practice squad. So what's been the most challenging thing about being on practice squad but still being ready for that opportunity? Uh, just trying to get the mental reps, you know, that you wouldn't quite go, or I wasn't getting throughout the year. But, uh, you know, I had the guys on P-Squad helping me, and we'd get together and we'd go over plays uh, mentally that we weren't getting uh, at practice. 
um, and just trying to stay ready, keeping the same schedule as I would any other day of the week and keeping the same routine. At Denver, a huge 35-yard gain that set up the only touchdown against the Broncos. After, though, the play was dead, you got up. You looked mad that you didn't get into that end zone and score. What was going through your mind in that moment? Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to score, um, but, you know, kind of got caught. And then uh, but I just wanted to bring some energy and juice to the team, you know. Uh, momentum wasn't on our side quite that much uh, at that point. And just breaking that run and just trying to provide some energy and juice to the offense and just, you know, showing some emotion, you know, football's got to have some emotion when you're out there playing, you know. Mm -hmm. Your head coach, he said that he had no hesitation in giving you the ball and that he trusts you. And you hadn't been in a regular season game uh, getting those big, big moments yet. Mm -hmm. So what does that say and how much does that boost your confidence that your head coach says that? Uh, it means a lot, you know. Uh, I try to gain the trust of, you know, everybody on the team. Um, and all week in practice and uh, the staff and players around me, uh, you know, it was nothing but positive energy. And, you know, they believed in me. Guys on defense that I practiced against all season, you know, were uplifting, you know, and making sure I was ready and giving me good, you know, vibes and energy. And I appreciate it so much. You know, I definitely wouldn't be here without them. And it's been like that all season. You know, it's a great, great locker room we have and a great team we have. You're learning under running backs like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, who were both out for that during that game, either with injury or illness, and that's how you got that opportunity. But what have you learned the most from two backs like that in this league? The most? Oh, that's hard to say. I've learned a lot from both of them. Um, you know, they're both great dudes, uh, great leaders in the room, mm -hmm. for sure. And, you know, they are out right now, but they're, they're still heavily involved. Um, and we're, we're all thankful for that, the guys that are getting reps now. Um, and appreciative and you know it goes without saying like I said man those are great leaders and you know they get sh lead by example leading by you know helping us out with assignments or whatever man they if, if we ever have any questions they're there for us. One of the strongest points of this Lions team is the run game and you step into it and you try not to let any uh, just nothing uh, just you don't take the foot off off the gas so mm -hmm. what is the mentality of the run game this season that you've been able to pick up on and continue to to show in games uh just the mentality that we have uh like you said we like to run the football uh it's just a mentality it's an energy um and that's something we try to bring to the unit especially from the rb room uh, and just try to play physical uh, that's the name of the game, football, man. You got to be physical and just, you know, taking it to another team and running the ball, it just, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Now that you've got this game under your belt where you had significant touches, that 35-yard gain, going into potentially another big opportunity Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals, how does that change the mental mindset, having some boosted confidence going into a big game against a big NFC opponent? Uh, just try to try to keep the same schedule and routine uh, mostly. Uh, dive into the playbook um, and you know the more you know the faster you play mm -hmm. and just making sure you know I'm on my P's and Q's the details the little things because those are the things that matter the most um, and just keeping that same routine um, you know and just completely you know we have the 24-hour rule you know flush what happened mm -hmm. and just start fresh now and just focusing on the Cardinals. And what is the biggest emphasis that you guys are focusing in on attacking when it comes to your run game against the Cardinals? Uh, just details little things um, you know, you look back on film and there's always little things that you want to fix and, you know, get back and, you know, that's what the, that's what practice is for, you know, come back this week. We had a great practice today, you know, and look to stack on it the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. How does this team stay 
confident knowing that it is a little depleted now either due to injury or illness uh we have each other's back like i said this is a great locker room um you know i've been on other teams before but you know i love these guys mm -hmm. and you know this is one of the tightest locker rooms i've been around um you know whether it's offense defense special teams we're, we're all so close-knit and you know you can go to anybody and just plan for each other mm -hmm. that's really what it is playing for each other Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a great selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Thanks so much for joining the One Pridecast. I'm Danny Rogers. We'll see you right back here next week.